You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. What does bug catching have to do with the origins of Pokemon? We're going to find out today on today's episode of Systematic Ecology. We are the priests of the geeks. I'm your host, Christian Ashley. I'm, of course, joined by my partner in crime, co-leader in the revolution against Joshua Knoll, Elizabeth Payne Clyde. How are you doing, Payne? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, especially when we get to work together. It's always better when that happens. Now, I'm also, of course, I- I'm always happy to be with Pang, but we should all always be especially happy. We get to work. Rumor says in mythology, Arceus created the Pokemon world, but what they forget is that he had help. And that man himself was TJ Blackwell. How are you doing, TJ? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks for asking. Good to hear it. We get to hear part of TJ's origin story today. So... You're all welcome for that. This is exactly why we organize it this way. So yeah. uh, go ahead, TJ. Why don't you go ahead and tell the good people what you've been geeking out on recently? Uh, recently, I've been replaying Final Fantasy IV uh, because of the Pixel remasters. Uh, Final Fantasy IV, personally, it might be my second favorite one. Uh, it is just, that's like the progenitor of modern gaming is, is Final Fantasy IV. I'm being completely honest. Yeah. It's okay, fantastic. Excellent. Uh, Peng, what have you been, been kicking out recently? Yeah, so um, in Universal Studios Japan, they have a Detective Conan exhibit, and mm. I have never seen it. Fun fact, One Piece is not the only anime with a thousand episodes. Mm-hmm. Detective Conan has over a thousand episodes. So that is what I've been geeking out. I'm just trying to like get like really excited for everything Japan has to offer. So it's a little slow for me, but I mean, I'm still geeking out. Yeah, I'm starting to feel left out. I'm the only one who doesn't have a plushie on screen right now. <laughs> yeah, That's, we had a Pikachu and a shark show up. So, are you a geek? I have been recently getting into Pokemon Infinite Fusions, which is a, a fan ROM hack. Um, that what happens? There's like 490 some Pokemon. You have the chance to fuse with each other, uh, gain their abilities. Some of them are really bad looking. Some of them are really great. Uh, some fans have made them into a really fun shout outs to other franchises and stuff like that. It's a total blast. I would recommend if you can download it, go ahead and do it. It's a, like I said, a great time. But Speaking of Pokemon, we are going to be doing an episode today on the origins of not only the Pokemon universe as a whole, but like how it got started as a franchise. So, uh, Pang, TJ, which one of you would like to tell that one person in the audience who doesn't know what Pokemon is? It's happiness. (laughs) One word. Pokemon is happiness. Yeah. So Pokemon is uh, pocket monsters, originally called, basically. There's a bunch of Pokemon. They're like wild animals, which also exist in the Pokemon world. Uh, but they have special powers, and you just, they're like little <laughs> friends that can shoot lightning or form black holes. No big deal. Oh, yes. You catch them and you battle them. It started all the way in the 90s, still going on to Generation 9 right now. And it's been a blast the entire time. Even when I stopped playing for a bit, got back into it. Yes, Pokemon has always been one of those just. Focal points of, you know, anime in general, video games in general, that if people know what it is, even if you have never played it, you know it exists. So uh, how are you guys introduced to Pokemon in general? Just uh, Games first, anime first. What came first for you? My grandmother bought me my very first yellow Game Boy. Rest in peace, grandma. And 
as, as she also bought me like Pokemon cards to start off with. So I still have about like 2000 pristine original Pokemon cards. Mm. So yeah, I'm po- I'm cool guys. Only in this yeah. scenario. Thanks. Super cool. <laughs> DJ. I had, uh, I was, I was probably like six or seven and my big sister who is, uh, of an incalculable, unspeakable age. I'm not allowed to say. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's safer. Yeah. Uh, but I got her Game Boy Advance with the labelless copy of Pokemon Fire Red. And, uh, you know, I was barely conscious back then. So really, I would say my actual introduction was uh, Pokemon Diamond. Okay. Where I like really got into it. But yeah, it was Fire Red when I was a babe. When did Pokemon there- just fun- first come to the U.S.? Do you know the date off the... I'm pretty sure I was 98 Pokemon Yellow, like... I was there at the beginning. Yeah. That does not, I'm still young, everyone. I just wanted to, I just dated myself very hard. I'm so freaking young. Never let them know. I just did. It's fine. Yeah. My earliest memory of Pokemon would have been around that time when I first heard some of my friends talking about the anime, which obviously we didn't know what anime was then. We just knew it was a cartoon that showed up on TV. It's like, oh, wow, there's all these magical and scientific creatures you can use in the battle. And like, that sounds so much fun. Well, you also remember, dear listener, at what time this is. So I will date myself. This was the time of uh, uh, Japanimation is evil and satanic. And you can never do anything with it. You can't even have the appearance of evil by looking at it. And my parents, uh, more my mother at this time than my dad, because I know my dad for sure has watched several older anime. And to placate her, at the time where she is, she's way improved now. She's more accepting of things. But at that time, other other moms were saying, don't do it. Don't get into it. So she was doing the same. So I was not allowed to have the games. So what I did is I had friends of mine who loaned me their Game Boys for the weekend. And I would hide in my room under my covers. And I would play Pokemon Red or Blue or Yellow, whichever one they happened to have at the time. I was caught once by my mother doing that. And I got an immense scolding for it. So as time went on, as she eased up on things, I was allowed to get back into the games. I was actually allowed to buy Pokemon Silver after my birthday one time, which by the way, I was being a total brat. So uh, this is more on me. Like I, the game I'd gotten for my birthday, I didn't want. So I made my parents go and get me a new one. So I did not deserve the grace they extended to me that day, but I did get Pokemon Silver out of that all. So yeah. Um, is that the ASOP we want to teach today? Probably not. Don't give in to your children. Don't don't deal with terrorists. But what we can deal with is how Pokemon was developed on this world first. So I'm going to go through a couple of factoids here. Like you guys can chime in whenever you want. You have something you want to add to it. And then at the end, if there's something else to go ahead and speak up. But Pokemon was created by Satoshi Tuchiri based off of his love for collecting insects and bugs back in his youth. It's kind of a a very popular tradition. Like if you look at some anime right now, you'll definitely see like there are a ton of kids like this is one of their passions. This is going out someday. It's similar to some things like uh, more Western side of things with lepidopterists, people who really like uh, butterflies and moths. Yeah. And they'll just pin them up. It's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Well, that's what people do. And they'll, they'll pin them up. They'll have like, you know, giant stag beetles and stuff like that. So it's just something very popular that remains so today in Japan. 
and he was inspired by that. It's like, oh man, I'm assembling all these, you know, insects. What if I did that with other creatures too? But like as a game where we could play with each other and no one got hurt in the same way. So he was then joined later on by Ken Sugimori, who helped add his designs to the development. He helped create some of the more uh, Pokemon, the initial sprites. And then Junichi Masada was then brought in to help compose music for the entire project. Uh, they were bought at some point. No, excuse me. They collaborated with Nintendo. Game Freak was the company that they had made. They produced some other games for them, including some Mario games, which gave them some street cred, which then they were allowed to make Pokemon from that. Now, like TJ mentioned before, Pokemon comes from the portmanteau of the words pocket monsters. And guys, once again, if I just keep talking, and you want to say something, just interject. It's OK. Uh, although originally it was going to be called Capsule Monsters. And so that kind of transferred to the U.S. for a bit where there was some divide between Pocket Monsters, Capsule Monsters, but ultimately Pokemon won out in the end. It was also originally released in Japan under the names of Pocket Monsters Red and Green. So we don't have green here in the West. They got green originally. What that did happen, though, is that blue, Pokemon Blue, was actually something that was submitted. They had this uh, magazine called Koro Koro Comics, if I remember. Yeah, Koro Koro Comics. And you could submit to them and get it from that magazine. So the one version we got, from what I understand, started as that. And later on with the popularity of the anime that made Pokemon Yellow. It was also kind of always intended to have like more of this like huge social connection between players. So like to encourage trading and battling with each other. And that's from the American side of things is one of the things that we were very unhappy about. We get that whole uh, socialization bonus because, well, you look at America, you look at Japan one is more geographic, uh, geographically bigger than the other. So it's a lot harder to do, especially when you live in Denver, North Carolina, where there are people who have the games, but you can't always meet up. Not everyone has a link cable. It wasn't that fun back then. Fun fact as well, the original mascot was going to be Clefairy instead of Pikachu. Can you imagine that world? Pang, go ahead. Give us your opinion. Bad, Clefairy bad. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, DJ. Yeah, Clefairy bad, Pikachu good. <laughs> Yeah, I have nothing against Clefairy, but that, that world just doesn't seem the same. How could you live in a world where Pikachu is not the main focus? Like, everyone knows who Pikachu is, and there's a reason for that, because Pikachu is awesome. Uh, later on, uh, what we found from the development is that some of the first Pokemon that were developed were, and designed were Rhydon, Clefairy, and Lapras. So you want to answer that uh, trivia question that was the first one made? Rhydon is going to be your answer. Yeah, but if somebody says who is... The Pokemon 001, that's not right. Oh, 001, well, that would be Bulbasaur, wouldn't it? That's Bulbasaur. Yes. Oh, yeah. if, or if someone just says, who is the first Pokemon, right, both. Yeah, always look at the number, uh, the lettering uh, and wording of whatever you're reading for those trivia games. They'll get you every time. TJ's absolutely right to say that. Yeah, you got to write right on slash Bulbasaur or they're going to get you. Oh, yeah. And the final part I have for trivia in this section is like the success of the games led to the creation of the trading cards that were extremely popular back in the day. I, I unfortunately lost mine at some point in time. I know uh, Pang is giving that look of absolute shock and horror. And since you guys can't see her, I wanted to describe that for you. I feel the exact same way now. It was immensely devastating. But what it also did is also led to the anime spinoffs, which one of the reasons why it's as popular as it is, is it has all these different venues for people to come by to find it. It's like, it's still one of the most profitable franchises of all time to this yeah. day. So you guys have anything else you'd like to focus on for this part? Anything I missed? Yeah. I, I would just like to say uh Bulbapedia, like the, the Pokemon fans go to wiki is, uh, 
has just recently got access to one of the original Pokemon art books from mm. Mori, and uh, as such, the scans for all of the Pokemon art has gotten exponentially better. Uh, I think this happened a couple weeks ago uh, because instead of the same old scanned and uploaded and downloaded and rescanned pictures they had, now you can go see how intricately he painted these Pokemon with the watercolor and the pencil sketch. It's 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 so much better. It's so much nicer. If originally the art book had been more popular, I think we would all be fully aware that Diglett's nose is not a mouth. <laughs> it is very difficult to tell without that. Bang, you have anything you want to add? Nope, I just liked playing the games. I didn't care where they came from. I didn't care how it was created. I just said, give me more Pokemon. I have to catch them all. Real. Gotta catch them all. Oh, yeah. I mean, they named on the English side of things Ash's last name Ketchum for a reason. If you haven't figured that out by now, welcome, you know, 20 some years down the line. Just blew someone's mind out there, I know. Oh, one thing I did forget to mention is that originally they had designed up to 300 for the first game, but because of, you know, te- technical things, like there'd be a lot of code to put into the game, especially back then, they narrowed it down to 150. With, of course, as a practical joke, one of the developers added Mew to the game and did not reveal that until way later on, until people found it by glitching. And then, of course, you get all those urban legends across when it came to America. I'm sure that on the Japanese side of, side of things, this happened too, of like, oh, you just got to go to this one truck he, uh, at a... At the SSN, if you do it correctly, you'll find it. But there's actually a legitimate way to do it. I'm not going to explain it here because you got to do very specific things. But it is possible on your red, blues, and yellows to get Mew legally. So if we have nothing else for that, we're actually going to focus then, excuse me, now, on the Pokemon cosmology, the actual creation itself of the Pokemon universe. Now, we're going to get some heavy lore here. And this is even debated itself within the Pokemon franchise. It kind of works on that. Uh, multiple Earths, uh, alternate realities kind of thing. So this may be true for one universe. It may not be true for another. So just bear with me. This is like the bare bones. You know, you looking up for the first time Pokemon mythology and cosmology. This is what you're going to find. And like I hinted before, although he was eventually aided by TJ, Arceus in some heretical texts is said to be the person, the Pokemon who created the Pokemon universe, the Pokemon world and the multiverse at the same time after he himself was hatched from an egg of unknown origins. This is kind of one of those things that's very popular as I was doing my research. I knew this was something that happened in other uh, mythologies and religions, but like it's way more popular than I ever expected of there being like this egg, this primordial egg, and like a god will emerge from it, and then like creation will emerge from it. It's very cool stuff if you guys are looking into it. Like there's like 14 different religions I saw. There's way more than that, I'm sure. But just if you want to do something on the side, check that out. But point being, Arceus came from this egg himself. Of course, we all know Pokemon come from eggs, as we learn in Generation 2. And they're all astounded by this fact. How they're astounded just then, who knows? Because you would think someone would have seen it at some point in time. But that is what it is. So he is kind of the, the primary god to be born from this event. Then he created three eggs that then formed and became and hatched uh, Dialga, Overseer of Time. Palkia, the overseer of space, and Giratina, the overseer of antimatter, which we get from Generation 4 from Sinnoh, which is when this originally happens in the lore. Uh, But unfortunately, Giratina, for his very destructive tendencies, he was banished to the distortion world by Arceus. Now, there's some debate, was Giratina actually like a Satan figure? Uh, Was Giratina like evil? 
or was that just how he was uh, made to be? So that's just what he did. Who knows? You get to catch him either way. Yeah, this is this is why uh, Gen Four is actually like the second best generation of Pokemon. Second best. Okay, what's your top one? Uh, Gen Five. I love. Okay, Black. and Black. Those are all and solid Black. choices. Yeah, Gen One is bad. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who has replayed that game over and over again and fell in love with the glitches and the bugs i completely agree i will replay it every day it's one of the few times when a game is released be like man the quality of life stuff has gone on in time like i just can't go back i can go back to gen one other games like the persona series like four is about as far back as i'll go but i will always start back in gen one i can play persona three i can you handle play three three okay All right. I haven't, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but I think I could still do it. I, it's hard to play Pokemon Red. It's, it's really difficult, yeah. but that's just my opinion. Not one lie, it's nostalgia-based, and that's why I'll do it. But we're off topic, as usual, and that's okay. Think you have anything you wanted to add before we kept going with the facts? No facts. Pokemon good. It's <laughs> true. See, this is the most least interesting part of the, the episode today for paying, and that's okay. We'll get through this together. Yeah. All right. So, so I can get to the the meat of the discussion, the parts Pang will actually care about. Yeah. As she bumps her fists in the air in celebration, what Arceus did after creating those three was creating the like guardian trio. That's Azelf, Uxie, and Mesprit, and they kind of were there to help guide humans and Pokemon in pursuits like knowledge and stuff like that. So, like humans were created at some point in time. It's all really debated, like when this happens. I think Pokemon were created first in most most of the myths and legends. It's no one was there. It's much like our own creation, highly debated because we don't know what happened outside of what we're told. So that's that. Uh, Arceus's name itself actually originates from the ancient Greek word of archaeos, which just simply means ancient. And from that word, we get the word archaic, which means like old fashioned or something older than everything else. So that's why. And I know I've been saying Arceus. There are other people who pronounce it as Arceus. I do say Arceus. I know the I know the root word. I know Pokemon official says Arceus. I don't care. I think it sounds silly. I like to say Arceus. And you have any uh, hot takes on the pronunciation? I can barely pronunciate my maiden name Pingalingan, so I'm not even going to go with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm going to say Arceus. If you say Arceus, uh, you're outnumbered on this one, unfortunately. But it's not the end of the world. And the last bit of tidbit of information here we get is that Arceus's designation as the first Pokemon and creator deity comes from Sinnoh lore. And like I've said before, this isn't concretely believed in other regions of the Pokemon world. So much like certain parts of scripture or different religions, there's all people just trying to make sense of things. Just like regardless of where you're at, you're going to wonder, like, where did we come from? Where are we going? I mean, was God hatched from a primordial egg? And did he did he make magical creatures to fight alongside with us? Not in this world, but who knows? So... With all that said, all that background, backstory, like what can we learn from the creation of the Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon multiverse in light of what we believe about the creation of our own? I think it is helpful to get, uh, it's kind of an otherworldly perspective on like our beliefs. Because if you're going to, if you're going to put that into our world's context, uh, well, first you have to decide which one is God. Is it Mew? Or Arceus before 2006, seven, eight. Before Generation 4, you would have said Mew. Then they said it was Ar- Arceus. So 
whichever one of those it is. And then you see every other region's, well, you don't get to see them, but there's stuff out there in the manga, in the light novels, stuff like that, that talks about other regions' viewpoint on the creation story. And uh, I think it, it shadows real life pretty well. Can you elaborate on any of those? Do you remember? I don't. Usually I see that and I go, that's crazy. And then I take Infernape to the next gym. <laughs> Bang. Never once thought about it. I'm just here to learn more about the origin. So continue. Bang just didn't uh, want to wait for the episode to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I wasn't scheduled on this episode, uh, listeners. I just crashed it. And I had my giant Pikachu in my lap and was just enjoying the time. You too can do the same with a one-time donation of $1,000 to the Patreon where you become a host permanently. And no, that is not a thing. Don't ever do that. I can make it a thing. I am trying to take it with the finance um, with my MBA. So I, if you want to give us $1,000, I can make it a thing. Listeners, you tell me right now. I, I will I will work on it, guys. Like, but I have immense you know, negotiations. I think your mic would just be muted the whole time. We never said they had to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so Video there's ways. Host. Yeah. Or a stalker, you know, something like that. Yeah. So, so teacher, you brought up the idea of the being multiple points of view for how this could have come about, like you know, creation. Obviously, uh, the more Christian idea of creation isn't going to gel with. Uh, let's just say, you know, uh, Shintoism, Buddhism, uh, Buddhism, Buddhism, or, you know, paganism or, you know, Greek mythology, all that. Like, how do we wrestle with that, that people just have so many different ideas and we can't even agree at the end of the day of exactly how it happened on our end? Yeah, I, I think when it comes to other religions, I think the, the general strategy is going to be let bygones be bygones, um, you know. Maybe give them a nudge in the right direction, uh, but don't make enemies out of peaceful people. Well said. Yeah. Even if they do believe that stupid red dinosaur uh, is stronger than Kyogre. I mean, no. the primal forms. We see who's talking. Still, though. Precipice Blades isn't good enough. Not anymore. Hotly debated to this day because Kyogre does still get ice stab and ice beam, so it would still be a little devastating on poor Kyogre. Yeah. Excuse me, uh, Groudon. Terra, Terra Ice Kyogre. That's not even a thing yet, right? That hasn't been released? Not, no, not yet. Okay, thank God. My showdown. <laughs> you can do it on showdown. On topic, Pang. Uh, like how, how should we handle people with ver- very differing views to us when it comes to creation of the world? Like uh, I say the world, but we can even talk Christians as well. You mean like relationship-wise? Like friendship? Um... And yeah, that too is like uh, – uh, do we just stand all day arguing? Do we need to argue at all? Like, uh, where do you come on that issue? I'm too lazy to argue theology, even with these Christian people. So here's the thing. Theology is literally the study of God. And what makes us think we can actually study him with our limited beings and our limited mind? So I feel like anyone who tries to die on any kind of arguments, you're not showing love. You're not showing compassion. You're not showing God. So you just sound dumb. That's just my opinion. But I mean, like I like if I disagree with someone like I um, there was someone in culinary school and like we were the best of partners and I she's an atheist. I'm a Christian. She had a girlfriend and I had my fiance. So we had a deal. I won't like she was still talking about her girlfriend, which I want to hear about that's your life. But I don't want to hear the intimate details because that makes me uncomfortable. 
And so she didn't talk about her intimate details out of respect for me. And I didn't shove Jesus down her throat because number one, that's just really lame. But number two, like out of respect for her. So I still talked about going to church and like my like friends and what I did this Sunday. And we were able to have a great relationship, but be different because who all is exactly the same. That's just stupid to think like someone's going to think like you, act like you, be like you. So I just talk like you. Yeah. I just don't see the point of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't see the point of like all the arguing and stuff because no one has ever, I've never, ever heard of someone, you know what? I lost this argument. I'm going to believe what you believe. It usually just leads to bitterness and stonewalling and hoarding hearts. So yeah, let's just enjoy Pokemon and catch them all. If if you, if you catch Josh on something that he's legitimately wrong about and can prove it, he'll do it. He'll, he'll, He'll change it. Yeah. He'll be like, oh. You're right. But here's the thing. Well, which could happen, but then I would have to argue it like and like yeah, slap him upside the it. head. Yeah, it's not. Because here's the thing. If I can't show you what I believe through my actions, then we're not close enough for you to believe me. You know what I mean? Like before you can change anyone's point of view or even like really, I feel like speaking to their lives, you have to have a relationship. And all these people trying to jump down each other's throats. And over the freaking internet, you don't know these people. I don't know. That's a tangent, though. No, that's fair. Like uh, that, you answered the question well. And in fact, I'll speak on your second point after I say what talk about what you said about uh, how did you word it with the, the whole not wanting to argue part. Uh, we don't need to worry about that. Well, I'll tell that to my systematic theology professors because I have two more I have to take of that. I'll put that, yeah, as, that down as my thesis and see how well that goes with them. Do it. <laughs> now, 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 defending your faith is different than arguing. I will say oh, that. This is an apologetics. Okay. That's a different class I haven't taken yet. All right. I will say like, I will defend my faith and what I believe all day long, but I'm not going to try and make you believe what I believe because only God can change your heart. That's not my job. That's not what I'm called to do or made to do. Well said. Because I'll go to your second point that you were making of how to handle all this. And like... I think it's the verse off the top of my head, but when Paul says, live at peace, if possible, with the people around you, and part of living in peace isn't forcing uh, Jesus down th- someone's throat, as Pang said. It, it's not you know, just arguing for the sake of arguing. It's just to sound superior, to say, oh, well, I know what I know, and I'm better than you. That's a terrible way of going about things. As someone who loves arguing, I've had to learn that's not always the best response. Not everyone is looking for a fun argument or a debate. And as much as I'm like, yes, I know you're smart enough for this argument. Let's have this. That's not always the most conducive action to take. When you find that person and you're ready to argue with them back and forth, embrace it. It's one of the most fun things in the world. I know Pang is shaking her head right now. She's very upset at that idea, but... Not upset. It's too 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 much energy to be upset about that. There you go. I just want to chill. But it can be very rewarding sometimes. Like I've even taken the argument I don't believe in just to have an argument with someone because it's fun. It's like, it, I'm saying words I would never say. It except, has its merits. Do what? I have, I have to agree. It has its merits. Now, yes. I have played Most devil's advocate yeah. a lot because, well, because I have, um, I call them the Christians with the Jesus sticks up their butt. And so literally just like the other day, we're at lunch at Moe's. I'm so sorry, TJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're at lunch at Moe's. <laughs> Podcast sponsored by Moe's. Yeah. TJ works at Chipotle and he detests Moe's. But he just randomly out of the blue, he's like, what's up with Christians after age 25 thinking it's okay to curse? I was like, what? 
I'm just I've I've gotten like three hours of sleep at this point. My belly's full. I just want to take a nap at this, you know, time. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, why just people think it's cool to curse? Don't they know like we shouldn't be of the world? Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. And this guy, like, he he's a very black and white person. So then I was like, well, why are you looking at the speck in their eye when you have planks in yours? And so he was like, what? He's like, well. We- it says all words should be blah, 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 blah. So he's trying to do scripture and I have a Bible degree. So I'm like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just like, I'm like, well, I was like, there's, there's no F words in the Bible or, cause I personally don't swear because I like to sound intellectual. That's my thing. Like I don't swear by choice, not because I think it's going to send me to hell, but I'm like, but there's the swear words are not in the Bible. Like even my high school students, I let them curse because I don't care, but they're not allowed to curse at each other because you are supposed to be edifying and lifting each other up. So you can say the F word all, all day long, but you can't like curse someone out. So I will like defend that if the, even if I, so I was, I guess, defending cursing something as little as that, but it's not, it's not a big deal. Why, why do we just want to argue and be angry? I just want love and peace and happiness and Pokemon. Oh, yeah, arguing to be angry, I'm a, a totally 100% against I, I, well, I'm with you on that one. TJ, you have something you want to bring up? No. I like to debate in a silly way. Mostly, I, like I, how? If, if I'm feeling up to it, which I'm usually not, but it happens a lot more when I'm hanging out with Josh, is uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to poke just to make sure you know your stance. Even if I don't know anything about your stance. I just want everyone to be able to defend their stance on mm-hmm. most anything they feel strongly about, at least. Like, yeah, one thing I found useful for me when it comes to arguing someone else's viewpoint that you don't agree with is it helps actually get yourself in their shoes. Why would they actually say these things? Why is it so important for them to say something like, um, I mean, I, I've done it before, like uh, arguing for abortion as something that should be done. It's like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I cannot ever agree with that idea. But now I feel like I have a better understanding of where you're coming from. So when we do have these debates, these arguments that like I can see you more as a person than if I just say, oh, you you disagree. Therefore, you believe in all this and therefore I don't have to listen to what you say. And it's always a terrible point of view to have. Like at the end of the day, this is the truth. Jesus is who he says he is. Uh, uh, I'm not even arguing for my point earlier, but like Jesus is who he says he is. He's the, the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through him. That's it. End of story. No debate. But he also said to love your neighbor as yourself. I feel like a good whenever someone's trying to come with you because people love to do it and they try and be like, well, this is what I believe. Like, well, especially like it was like, well, the Bible is full of contradictories. And then you could either A, be super like, oh, my gosh, no, you're going to hell or B, what I do. I'm like, really? I've never read any of that. Can you tell me where you've read it so I can understand where you're coming from? And no one has been able to quote scripture because they, they've never read the Bible. So a lot of people who have these crazy stances, and so I think that's kind of like what you're getting at, TJ, you want to like see if they can defend what they believe. So yeah. that's what I kind of do. I'm like, well, please tell me what you read or tell me what you've been studying. I was like, wait, you read an article about someone who read the Bible? So you're not that secondhand information. So I find that's very interesting too. So, I mean, I guess but to me, that's not arguing. That's just having a conversation. So yeah. I think that's why I'm kind of like losing translation when you say you like to debate and argue, because I always associate that with aggression. Yeah. And it's, I'm not uh, an aggressive person. It's Socratic method. Mm. 
it's it's like cooperative arguing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I never argue to get angry, and if I do, I do my best to remove myself from that situation because obviously I'm not coming across very well, and that's never helpful. I argue to have fun. And like arguing to me. So I definitely understand like, hey, arguing, especially for a lot of people where arguing, they come from families and situations where the loudest voice is always right. And if you try to speak up against that, bad things can happen to you. I definitely get that. I'm not, I'm not saying that's 100 percent what happened in your situation, Pang, but to, maybe. OK, <laughs> trauma. It's fine. But like for me, I, I come from a very argumentative family because we're all very opinionated people. Uh, my uh, dad's dad, uh, my paternal grandfather, I should say, is one of those people. Once he says something, it's the law. It doesn't matter if you contradict him. Maybe later on he will say this, and I always believe that before he passed. He got a lot better as he got older in some respects. He got a lot worse in other ways. But my dad learned a little bit of that. He learned how to be calmer about it. So he and I, when we argue together, it's like, fun for us. It's like we are having a discussion with each other. We are hanging out, having fun. He's saying one thing, I'm saying another. And sometimes we will both switch up our arguments just because we know the other believes this, but we want to continue the argument because it's just fun, not because we're trying to be superior to one another. It can be fun, but you have to learn how to do that. You have to learn when and, when and where you can do that. Who can you say this around? Some people, you confront them with something that they don't believe in, they're going to shut down. That's not helpful. You're hurting them. You have to learn people's reactions. As someone who's very bad at doing that, I, I've got I've gotten a lot better over the years, but it really hurts me when I do that because I don't ever want someone to be, feel like I'm oppressing them by wanting to argue with them. Yeah. If I'm, you come at me, I will shut down and just disregard everything you say for the rest of your life. I'm not even going to lie. Now, see, <laughs> I learned that today and I'm glad I do that because if I tried to initiate that with you and you shut down in front of me, I'm going to feel so terrible because that's the last thing I want. I want to have that fun conversation. Let's debate, you know, how did the world get created in the Pokemon universe or, you know, in our own universe. But yeah, anything else on the subject, guys? No, that was a fun rabbit trail. <laughs> yeah, that's what we specialize here in uh, systematic ecology, not staying on topic, doing our own thing. You know what? It's fun either way. So Back on topic, do you guys have a favorite Pokemon that we mentioned earlier from the different aspects of creation? Oh, do you mean like a favorite like creation legendary? Yeah, from like a, what, some oh. of the, the seven I mentioned earlier. That's so much easier um, than like, you know, all 900. I, I chose someone that was one, a little guy. That's okay. I chose, okay, I chose Piplop because I like penguins. I mean, he's part of the creation narrative because he had to it's, come from somewhere. Yeah. It's I, I'll give it to that. you. Okay. No, uh, I'm going to argue with you all day and make you shut down because you're no, wrong. I want to like penguins. I actually would like to uh, expand the choice selection. Oh, boy. Uh, Groudon, ruler of the earth. Okay. Uh, ruler of the sea. Rayquazes, ruler of space. I feel like they belong here. You mean the air? You know, in, in the conversation. Because the myth goes that they... Groudon created the ground, and Kyogre created the sea. Yes. And I guess Rayquaza created space? It's implied. I think it was Sky. Yeah, but we talked about but this. But I didn't research that, so I can't 100% yeah. say. We'll come back later and debate it. We've already talked but, about okay. what heavens means in the Bible. They're talking about yes. the air. And uh, that was our uh, Aliens episode, was it not the second one? Yes. So go ahead and check that out, too, while you're at it. So both of my co-hosts here did not answer the question well. But you know what? I still love done. them. 
Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Xerneas of Eltal and the other one, I think also... Not Zygarde, actually. Xerneas of Eltal both also deserve to be in the conversation. Uh, Fair enough. I did not add them to the outline. Rayquaza. Okay. And if you're not answering with any of the seven chosen originally... Okay. Excellent choice. Way to stay on topic. Thank you. (laughs) So, I guess for my choice, I'm picking... Dialga, like this is not for lore reasons or anything. I think it looks the coolest out of all the mons we've mentioned today. I love my steel dragon type. Uh, Palky is probably the better, like uh, typing wise, sometimes, depending on who you're asking. Now that like, fairy exists, yes. But until yes. fairy type existed, it was for sure Dialga. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I hate fairies. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. How do get, oh, that's down and dirty. Hate the fairy type. I hate them all. Ever since Gen 6, this rage has been boiling in TJ's heart, and he reveals to the world his anger, like he can finally, since he's confessed, take communion without worrying about being killed. Look it up. It's in scripture. Actually, not Tinkerton. I love Tinkerton from Scarlet Violet. Uh, because it's part steel? Yeah, and uh, she has a big hammer. But everything else, all those fairies, they got to go. Yeah. The rest of them can beat it. All right. So I wasn't expecting some pokey racism today, but we've all learned something. And I think we're, we're richer for the experience. All right. You guys, if you have anything else you want to add to this discussion, any more uh, pokey racism on your part, Pang? Nope. Okay. I accept all Pokemon. <laughs> TJ? I think ice types as a whole uh, need to be adjusted or buffed. Um, more ice types should be physical attackers. More ice attacks should be physical attacks. I don't care if it's magic ice. It's ice that's being thrown at you. That's physical. I think ice types should be able to be um, should be immune to water unless it's scald. No. That, so ice definitely needs some buffs, but that's not why we came here today. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We're going to argue. No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> the, there is a point. I was going to disagree with you, Christian. But I was on TV. Thank you, Pang. Go ahead. I was just saying because... Either way, water is going to melt ice regardless of the temperature. That's yes. just, you know. Not around ice. It's going to get colder and be absorbed by the ice. No. No. That's, that's not, not how, how that works. Work. That, is, that is not how thermodynamics works. That In too. a cold enough environment, yes. Well, it's the environment, though. Yes. Ice. It's not a lab, I bet. And it's... Antarctica. Most, most like, of... Maybe uh, if they were, like, in the tundra and the water attacks froze before they got to the ice, but... That's where I have all my Pokemon battles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just not going like, so to do up there. So, <laughs> where I'm just going to come once with, every ten years. Yeah, I'm just going to come with like slugma. Oh yeah, or, then you win. Yeah. Anyway, once again, wildly off topic. Uh, am I wrong? Am I right? Uh, probably mostly wrong You're would wrong. be my guess, and that's okay. I'll take that hate because icing ice needs some buffs, and that's one way I would do it. But uh, I think we're off topic again, and that's okay. So, guys. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations for the audience today? Could be based on this, could be completely different than what we've talked about today. Check out one of the Pokemon manga. They're actually, they are surprisingly good and profound. Are there more than adventures? Yeah, there's like the old one. Okay. If you haven't played um, Pokemon Snap, it's been out for a very long time now, but that's it's just so magical because you just go and you take pictures of Pokemon and it's a lot of fun. If you never played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, if you're one of those people, play that game. Play those games. They're good. Yes. So fun. Oh, also, if you're listening, 
I plan to go live on Instagram a few times from our systematic ecology. I'm going to the Pokemon Cafe in Tokyo, and I will be going to the Pokemon Center in Osaka. So if you guys want to, you know, nerd out with some Pokemon stuff, make sure you like our Discord. Not well, Discord. Do that too, but mainly follow us on Instagram. Okay, go ahead. Excellent. So to go full heel here to get everyone hated against me, I will recommend Digimon Tamers, which is the best in all the Digimon franchise, in my opinion. So ignore Pokemon. Go to Digimon Tamers. Yeah, better series. Check out Digimon Frontier. <laughs> and now everyone has thrown their phones down and in anger. They're going to try and find out which seminaries he had again. I got to go track this idiot down and kill him. Well, I accept your challenges. I'll meet you here whenever you want. So, guys, as Peng mentioned, we do have an Instagram. So go ahead and check that out as well. So see her journeys across Japan. That'd be a ton of fun. Also, if you have the chance, leave a five-star review on your podcasting, blah, podcasting platform of choice. Uh, it really helps us with the ratings to help increase people to be able to find us. You can head out to our YouTube. We're revamping everything for that. There's going to be more content on YouTube. We're going to be doing stuff at least weekly. I'll be doing, uh, I don't know when, but I will be doing what I've been watching anime-wise through the week. This weekly, like uh, the seasonal anime I'm watching, I'll be discussing those. You can join us on Discord as well to have some further discussions about our topics and everything we do. But remember, we are all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.